Welcome everyone to another edition of Lunar Crush Live. We're really excited today to have a couple of awesome folks come on with us from BID, BIDT Data Link, Joshua and Marnix. But before we do that, John's gonna go through a little bit of social data for us. Sure, thanks Joe. Um, welcome everyone. I'm just gonna review a few of the different uh, metrics we're seeing on lunarcrush.com um, for VIDT Datalink. And uh, it's been a huge, huge week. And you know, it's one thing to look at the social activity on a short-term scale like we're seeing here with one week. Um, when we look at it, you know, we've seen on an hourly basis up to 890 um, individuals posting um, per hour here. And uh, when we look at that, you know, over time, I mean, relatively speaking, you know, earlier this week, we have, um, you know, there was three people, there was three people, there were six people, and this is still not that bad. I mean, 17, and then all of a sudden we popped up. Well, it popped up again. And what happened? Well, there was a big NFT announcement that I, I won't, I won't talk too much about because I want the team to talk about it. Um, but that this is the number of individuals. Um, when we look at the posts that those individuals have made, we've seen as much as 1,075 posts per hour. And you know, I'm, I'm showing you this. It almost looks like a like a Batman uh, formation if we look at it that way. Um, and if we look at this on a yearly basis, this is why it's important to zoom out. Look at where we're at. Um, you know, this is VIDT data links had pretty good social activity, and all of a sudden, we're popping to really an all-time high um, over the last few days here. So, um, when we look at, I should actually explain just on social volume what that means. Uh, we're collecting, you know, anytime across Twitter, Reddit, Medium, YouTube. We also collect lots of news activity. Um, and anytime someone mentions VIDT, VIDT data link, uh, the ticker VIDT, across all of these channels, we pick those posts up. And when we pick those posts up, um, that's what you're seeing graphed over time here. So um, versus where, uh, let's say you're on Twitter, for example, at a moment in time, you might see a few posts with the people that you're following. This is everything. This is everything across the entire um, really social sphere as far as like Twitter, Reddit, and et cetera. Um, we're collecting all of that. And those those mentions that are in posts create a lot of engagements. And so when we look at those social engagements, I'll just I'll zoom back into a week here. Um, what engagement is is this is the the depth of those posts. So if someone does a social post that mentions VIDT data link, um, within there are there comments, are there retweets, are there upvotes on Reddit? Um, and that's what engagement is, is measuring. And, and when you look at that, it's just really telling you, is the community really interacting with this or is it just a lot of people posting empty posts? And so it's a very important metric to understand, you know, um, really what's going on. Uh, when we look deeper here this week, like who's actually, who are these individuals that are talking about this? In fact, I wanna zoom out to a year. Who are the individuals that are constantly talking about VIDT data link? And what we see is, um, I'll give a few shout outs here. Uh, we've got Crypto Wizard, we've got Elja Boom, we've got VIDT Datalink, we've got Cryptos Koala, Moonshella, Cointrader Nick, Crypto Lee, there's Lunar Crush. And, and the reason we're there is because we keep posting insights that we keep seeing on, on VIDT. And so um, Ajubes, Rudy, Bow Rudy Bowman, Binance. And so these are the individuals and, and, and you might ask like, well, how do we know this? Like, how do we know like, who's most influential? Well, it's really three factors. Um, these are individuals that are posting a lot, so activity. These are individuals that are getting a lot of engagement on their posts. 
And these are individuals where those posts are driving an increase in following. And um, it's relative to each other. So it's, a, it's a objectively calculating um, against each other who's getting the most of those three things over time. And so whereas someone might be influential one day, they may not be influential one year um, because they might be posting a lot one day and they might go away. So these are the individuals right here that are continuously advocating for VIDT. And you know, just to point out a couple other things, when you look at just the increase that we're seeing, social volume's up over 2,000%. Social engagement's up 2,800%. The number of social contributors is up 1,287%. And when we look at these things, um, over time, if you just look at that spike that's just occurred, let's see what happens next. Um, but these are big increases and these numbers are gonna go up if those numbers keep going. So uh, that's my quick update for today and let's bring in our guest, Joe. Awesome, let's do it. Hey. Arnick, Joshua. Hi, Joe. Hi, John. Great to be here. Thank you guys. Hello. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you guys being here. That was a fun update. It was good to see all the growth and you've already got people in, in here in chat, Maximus talking about you guys and, and the tremendous growth and how, how much fun it is to be a part of the community. So awesome work. Yeah, and awesome last uh, dashboard year. as well, guys. Looks really great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I appreciate you guys Joshua. being here. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we want to start with always is where are you in the world today and uh, what's it like? And Marnix, maybe we can start with you. Yeah, uh, I'm in uh, Rotterdam, the Netherlands. And uh, what is it like? Yeah, we used to have uh, a, yeah, a bit more secluded uh, environment and now we are um, back at home. So that's, that's a pity. Um, I wanted to go back to work, but uh, yeah, unfortunately uh, this is uh, the reality now. And uh, I'm so glad I have my computer and my video calls to keep <laughs> me updated. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a different reality and uh, yeah, that's a pity. And now in the Netherlands, it's getting worse again. So it doesn't mm. look too good. But uh, yeah, work-wise, so, it looks, looks great for us. So more video calls then coming yep. in the future for you. Indeed, yeah. Cool. And and Joshua, how about yourself? I'm in uh, Rotterdam as well, a different location than Marnix though, but uh, uh, kind of the same, uh, same story here. It's also raining. So right at the moment, it's, uh, <laughs> it could be better. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that we can do uh, basically everything digitally and we don't need to have, be uh, physically at the office anymore uh, to uh, function completely and properly. So for me, uh, it's all okay. Yeah, projects are still doing great, but yeah, new leads are a bit harder now. Uh, yeah, you still want that moment in the whole way and, and just, uh, yeah, have that feel and that's a bit different now. But yeah, for us, we always were sitting behind computers, so nothing changed uh, there. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. And we talk a lot about that as far as, you know, if you've been in the workforce for a while, it's actually, you know, you might be more productive, but for the new people that are coming in and the training that sometimes that needs to be done there, it's, it's much more difficult, you know, like you said, someone just kind of passing someone in the hallway or some other networking that they might have previously done is now very difficult because the people are, you know, you've got to set up a meeting with someone and everything else. So, um, yeah. you know, it's been a, it's been a journey through crypto for everyone. And, uh, so let's talk a little bit about the project. Uh, you know, John and I were watching some of the podcasts, doing some research, and you know, it's really the you know VID, which you know it sounds like it's VID, and then VIDD Data Lakes product. Yep. It's the verification of everything, really, is what it sounds like, which is amazing. Um, and so, before we get too deep in the project, I wanted to talk just about. It seems like transparency 
in the crypto space is such a big deal, right? And that's like what we talk about all the time is creating transparency for investors, creating transparency for projects. You guys are creating transparency for value in any way, shape or form. Why do you think transparency is such a big deal in our space? And maybe Marnix, we can start with you and Joshua, you can take a hack of that too. Yeah, for us, it just started in the, in the normal corporate world. Uh, so we had a first project, um, we've been building software for like 10, 15 years. And then we had one project um, where it was particularly important to prove the authenticity of uh, digital documents. And uh, then blockchain tech, of course, was great for us to prove uh, the authenticity of documents and us storing digital fingerprints in one or several blockchains. And uh, why it is important, yeah, because in this day and age, it's hard to trust uh, digital documents, digital data, because it can be manipulated super easy. And uh, yeah, timestamping, anchoring, uh, making it verifiable, uh, that is what we do to improve trust in business. And uh, so yeah, for the crypto space, of course, that is important, but also for us in the corporate space. And uh, yeah, for us, blockchain is just the tech to uh, a tool to use it. Um, but yeah, normally in our day-to-day -day work, we just talk with corporates and crypto is just, yeah, a separate side dish. <laughs> True. Yeah, Joshua, why do you think transparency is important in crypto? Yeah, so I think um, historically when you meet someone, you kind of, uh get a feeling from them right you have this gut feeling is this somebody i can trust is this somebody that will um uh, hold up to what they're uh, basically saying and when we look at the 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 crypto industry or the crypto world or blockchain or whatever you want to how, how how big you want to take it or um we've kind of had some bad news historically right big hacks going on there's anonymous people trolling there's there's just bad stuff all around that happened in the past. But there's also this amazing new form of technology and amazing new potential that we can use to actually better the world. And I think transparency will help us find the true gems instead of the bad uh, the bad stuff, the garbage that is, is sometimes roaming out there. So I think transparency allows us to see what the actual value is instead of what we perceive the value to be. Yep, indeed. And now you see with, with, with tokenization and NFTs coming up, first being just uh, a hype and, and uh, yeah, maybe just another hype. Uh, but now you really see that being a bridge towards the corporate environment, uh, them for the first time really getting why you need a token and uh, really seeing the potential instead of just, uh, all right, that's Bitcoin. Uh, no, no, that's not for us. And uh, we, of course, already had that bridge with making documents verifiable. That, of course, was the added value why they chose our business. But now uh, NFTs are, yeah, the next big thing. And them really getting that and really seeing the added value really could be the bridge towards them using blockchain more and using crypto uh, more. And having an NFT in their wallet makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, buying crypto, all kinds of altcoins that won't make sense to them in the coming years, uh, I think. I'm curious what kind of demand you're seeing. It sounds like there's like a, a B2B enterprise side and there's potentially a consumer side. Is yep. it on the B2B side, is this like, are you part of like a content management system framework, like a process there? Or is it like, like what kind of, what kind of use cases are you seeing on both sides of the business? 
Uh, well, f for uh, our, our usual, uh, yeah, service, uh, so making documents verifiable, making data there verifiable, it's just that. So you have uh, companies with valuable documents and with valuable data, and in their workflow, they want to make sure that everyone can check in a certain point in time that the data is still uh, not manipulated, still authentic. And that has very various use cases, uh, some very valuable and very expensive per timestamp and per validation, we call it. And uh, sometimes you have such large volumes that per validation it is it's quite cheap. But now with NFTs, uh, we want uh, companies and we want them to uh, we want to enable them to create NFTs for physical products and for luxury goods and now even for uh, company stocks uh, and uh, eventually also social privileges. And um, yeah, for now that is just consultancy and enabling them, but eventually uh, we are looking at business models that uh, will make their success uh, our success. I think Joshua in a previous um, interview, you talked about cornerstone use cases. Oh yeah. Can you go over go over that for for some of our viewers and let let them know kind of how the way you guys think about that? Yeah, so um it's kind of interesting. So when a business starts it usually is to uh, solve a problem, right? It, uh, there's other people or businesses that kind of uh, discover that they have something to solve. Um and so does uh, so VID was formed to solve the problem that we've encountered that was to how do you trust certain types of documents, right? So what we do with these cornerstone uh, uh, use cases, we try to find these use cases that are very easy to understand, but very cool. Um, but they might not bring in that much of a business revenue, if you will, uh, compared to the higher volume case that we do. But these use cases are such a great way to sort of um, give a scope to conversations when we meet new leads or new companies to sort of have them understand in one single go uh, what we do and what we stand for and what the actual value of VID brings to these um, to their problems right and I think the latest uh, the latest and in my opinion one of the most cool uh, uh, cornerstone uh, use case that we've done is the uh, Rolex certification uh, and improving the authenticity of the uh, actual certificate of uh, authenticity, if you will. So it's kind of a double. <laughs> um, uh, but we've kind of made, made it easy to prove if this Rolex is real or not. And and we're talking about like big money here. Um, so it's an awesome way to show people that using our tech is such an easy step to prove how much something is worth and actually real and also still uh, authentic. And these are what we use these cornerstone uh, use cases for. What yep. does a vintage Ro Rolex go for? Oh, that depends. 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 Yeah, but, but but say twenty, thirty thousand euros until even a million. And uh yeah, the one we are doing uh as a first example uh is more like in the last uh, category. So yeah, crazy amounts. Well and uh and definitely worth protecting. Um yeah. and yeah, with, with NFT I was just referring to that. Um it used to be in my opinion, just a new crazy hype. And of course, I'm not the target group. Uh, there really might be people who want a digital art object on their phone uh, and, and pay good money for that. But yeah, I'm of course a bit older. Uh, Joe, you were hitting 35, I think, and John? Yeah, yeah, close. Close, right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, of course, I would like to have one NFT just for the, 
yeah, for the feel of it. But for us, uh, it really needs to be linked to physical objects and uh, to enable people to sell uh, NFTs and uh, yeah, to make them buy physical objects linked to those NFTs. And I think our approach is very unique because we really store the uh, fingerprint of a digital certificate within that NFT. Uh, so other NFTs often link to uh, a dynamic environment like a URL or just a number. And if you then change the content on that URL, uh, yeah, the, the link is actually gone. And uh, in our uh, use case, we, uh, yeah, we put the, the hash, the unique fingerprint of a certificate within that NFT and forever linking that because you cannot change uh, uh, that hash and you cannot change the content without changing the hash within that NFT. So then you have like a whole eternity of the real physical objects, the digital certificate verified by VID and the NFT uh, in the wallet of the unique new owner. And uh, yeah, we think that uh, there are so many use cases for that. So this is what Josh says, a cornerstone uh, example. But yeah, company stock, uh, uh, we, of course, have the, the Rembrandt case. So we are talking to uh, Taoist Fine Art again to see if we can do that entire collection. Um, yeah, the, the sky is the limit uh, in what what you enable when you enable those uh, uh, traditional companies to trade NFTs and linked physical objects with them. So how Joshua said something earlier about um, verifying that it's authentic. And how, how does that work? I mean, I have in my mind, there's so many shows on TV in the US here, we have we have Antiques Roadshow, we have Pawn Stars, we yep, have, yep. you know, myself, I've traded baseball cards a lot yep. when I was younger and I have a humongous Ooh. box in my garage, a lot of which I think are authentic. Yep. But, you know, like how, how does that verification process work? How do you know that something's actually authentic and verified? By is yeah. it is it an individual looking at it or so when it comes to these older pieces, these vintage watches, we cannot go back in time and have Rolex say that these guys are real, right? They've they've gone places, people have touched them, people might have edited them. So what we're talking when we're talking when we talk about proving the authenticity now, we're actually talking about specialists that are uh, that have studied and are educated in proving the validity of these watches and having have their basic or, or not basic but they have their expert uh, understanding written down in what we call like a i think it's called a certificate of authenticity is what we call it right uh, marnix yep. and that uh, in combination with the macro photos different types of evidence that these that this watch is specifically is is the authentic one um and combine it combine everything together and now you have this digital package that you can have next to the physical piece itself to prove the authenticity of this of this piece, right? So when it comes to your baseball cards, it can be kind of compared here is where an actual base, a baseball card expert, somebody that we all look up, look up to to understand how this market works, how these cards uh, were produced and what they're, what the real ones look like and what the, the fake one looks like. And see, look at all the scratches, look at all the marks, see what condition it is in um, and basically have the specialist say, okay, I declare that this is a real one and that declaration with the evidence is what we actually provide in our service uh, when it comes to the checking the validity. So you have you have verified you have individuals that are trusted individuals that are experts in the space that do this. So yeah. and then and, and then it, me the owner of a of say a baseball card that's valuable, 
um, I go to that individual, I'm getting certified, and then I have like an app on my phone that's got the NFT in it. Is that is that correct? That would be the way. Of course, it's not yet there for baseball cards. But sure, yeah, sure. If you know someone in that sector, we are very interested, of course. <laughs> but, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, that would be the way. So you have a third party, an expert declaring your baseball card to be valid, to be the real thing. And then uh, the new NFT, the digital certificate, and your baseball card will travel to the next owner if, if you sell it. And then he will have the same proof. And if he wants to make sure uh, that it's the real thing, he visually verifies it, compares it to uh, the content of the certificate. Uh, then checks the authenticity of that certificate because, of course, you could have falsified that PDF. Right. And then you check it in with our servers or with the embedded widget on the website of the expert. And then you see, okay, it's so authentic, so I can trust the content. Then I can uh, confirm it uh, with with the baseball card, and then you know uh, you got the real thing still. Wow. And wow. if you need more, um, yeah, the unique the object is, the easier it is to verify. So if you have like, uh, I don't know, brand new Nikes and brand new Nikes uh, from, from another batch, maybe not produced within the batch that uh, Nike has uh, given or proved to be authentic. Um, so the, the Nikes are like not unique, but similar. Then an NFT would, be like the difference you need because uh, just the PDF certificate would not uh, make a difference, but giving an NFT to the, to the new buyer and not giving an NFT to the one who bought the forgery, uh, that would make the difference uh, in our opinion for, for the future. Mm. If that wow. makes sense. It's great. Yeah, you guys should be talking to Supreme and all the Pokemon cards and man, oh man. Yeah. Wow. The the dungeon discipline, yeah, we, we have so many potential leads that we really now need uh, others to help us with that. And us just focus on the tech and on the on the ecosystem and them just doing our trick as well. Because, yeah, there's a bit, it's getting a bit tough to, to follow up on all these leads and all these potential uh, things because, yeah, the sky really is the limit. And uh, yeah, I think others like us will pop up as well now uh, doing the same thing. And, and that's okay, it's just market uh, validation. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the world is big enough uh, for this concept. Yeah, you just need to be focused on your roadmap and execute and that's all you yep. can do. If you're, if you're growing, if you have inbound leads so much that you can't even handle it, I think there's enough room in the space. So that's good, yeah. to, that's really good to hear. Yeah, indeed handled in, in the right way. And uh, uh, it costs a lot of time to, to convince them and to, um, yeah, to make it their own and uh yeah it's it's a special sport and uh, others do that perhaps better we we can better focus on that infrastructure and on on the tech and let someone else do the the sales part and do the implementation um but yeah i, I we we enjoy it as well especially for those cornerstone projects i, I really love those uh those projects those little adventures and uh yeah, really making sure it gets done in the right way. Because what John just said, um, if you don't have a, a trusted third party or just someone claiming this to be a, a, a real Nike or a real diamond or a real uh, whatever, it, it's, it's bad for our image if, if not uh, authentic uh, products or data gets um, validated to be true and they aren't. So we really want to be careful with who we uh, uh, 
KYC and trust to validate documents and data. I, I want to throw a personal story out that happened. Yeah, cool. With exactly with what you're saying. A long time ago, in, in 1984, there was the US Olympic baseball team for the United States. And on that team, there were just superstar baseball players like uh, Mark McGuire, Will Clark, um, Adib McDowell. Like there's these big, big, big stars on this team. And I bought a signed ball and bat from the whole team and um, came with a certificate of authenticity, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, voila. Yeah. And I went to go sell the ball one day. I still have the bat, and I went to go sell the ball one day. And I and I, I brought it into a, a, a two different dealers. And when I did that, they both told me that the certificate of authenticity, the ball looked great. The ball looked great, but they didn't trust the certificate of authenticity that yeah. came with it. It was just a printed paper. It was signed by someone that no one knew who it was. And the ball, the ball checked out but the certificate did not. And so because of that, they didn't want to give me much money for the ball. So if you just brought the ball, then it was fine? <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. I guess yeah. the, the certificate was in question. And I think yeah. this is a very, very common thing yeah. that um, collectors face uh, across the board, um, especially with like paintings. Paintings are all like crazy. Yeah. Um, but this is a very, very common problem. And you're, you're right. I mean, these things are worth, some things are worth millions of dollars and it, there's, there's a hundred thousand dollars determines to see if it's real. <laughs> like, yep. so big issue. Yeah. Through that Amsterdam vintage watches, um, we uh, want to talk with uh, Philips. It's an auction house, and they, of course, before they sell something, they clean it up, they check it, and they check if it's authentic, of course. And that will be something for us. So being those processes and those workflows at the right time, so the right person just does an extra step and then whoop, it's validated and the certificate travels along with, with the product. But yeah, still, this is just a small part of what we do and we get enthusiastic about it. But yeah, the bulk of our uh, service are boring uh, documents. So, so documents for oil batches, uh, documents of sensor data and uh yeah it's not as sexy to talk about but um yeah that's what what's paying the bills but but still yeah it, it's super cool to make uh, short videos and and explaining it to people and that is what of course gets the boring ones excited uh, too well that sometimes is where the money is at though so that that's okay yep, um, yeah. which kind of leads to, to the next question about the team a little bit and and structure i mean you guys are kind of B2B with a lot of things that you're working on. You're doing these really kind of cool marketing product type oriented things that are showcasing case studies, what you're doing. You also have a coin and, and a blockchain and you're managing this. And you said, you know, what? so what does a team look like to kind of manage all of these different facets of the business? How are you guys growing? How are you guys funding this? Um, yeah. What does that kind of look like? Yeah, great question. Uh, so we have a very close core team. Uh, I was just saying 10 to 15 years we've been together, working together. Yeah, more than friends, almost like, uh, you already said, the business marriage. And uh, I, I have a wife as well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> sometimes jealous about that relationship. And um, yeah, uh, so, so very uh, uh, close core team. And um then we have uh, Joshua and, and Gert Jan, who are also coming more and more into that close circle. Uh, Joshua's only, it's only been two years, I think, right, Josh? 
Yeah, I think actually we we might hit the the, the two year mark in like a week or something. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> I remember that we uh, that started. Yeah. With you, so. Yeah, let's see if I can get another nice watch for you. Yeah, but yeah, indeed. Yeah, well, I don't care about any of that, uh, so that's quite crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't feel anything with Rolexes, but Joshua, I think you, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm a watch guy, yeah, I like, that. yeah, yeah, but uh, as Joshua's only two years, but yeah, um, VID also is only. Uh, yeah two years a bit longer so it feels like forever because yeah the, the crypto space of course it's just uh an extra space for us we, we indeed focus on on, on b2b but yeah uh, travels uh, time travels so fast with with the crypto uh, space and uh, yeah i sometimes don't know where i can find the time because i love to do that as well so uh posting in the telegram chat uh, tweeting myself uh, I love the, the speed of the space and um, uh, for B2B, you really have to be careful. So everything you post on LinkedIn, uh, it takes a lot more time and a lot more checking before you release it in there. And and on Telegram and, and, and Twitter, it's much faster and uh, yeah, uh, a very low yeah. barrier to share it there. And and I, I really love the energy that gives it me, but I, yeah, I actually should uh, find other people to do that for me. And Joshua keeps telling me that as well. Uh, and then we have a lot of people around it just doing uh, yeah, the normal stuff. So uh, uh, controlling the databases, uh, developing, uh, answering phones, answering emails. Uh, but yeah, the core team, yeah, they wear very uh, a much uh, uh, different hats as Joshua usually says it. And uh, that is what we are working on for the next uh, weeks and months, scaling that up. And uh, we will release more information on that in the coming weeks as well, because uh, we have a very nice uh, solution for that uh, that won't cost us too much uh, resources. And uh, yeah, so uh, a very uh, easy and safe way to scale up. I always tell Marnix that uh, these kinds of subjects he has to be careful with because he's kind of reaching in the treacherous, dangerous waters here, yeah, NDA water. So. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to yeah. chime in here and, and say that we've kind of built the, the company at the moment to be uh, what we call role-based or head-based. It's like you wear different hats uh, compared to what kind of roles you are. And I think the biggest structure that we're working on now is is relieving as much work from Marnix as possible so he can focus on the strategy uh, side of things. Whereas <laughs> we have different individuals that can focus on what they're best at. Um, and I think an important important part of it is, of course, marketing, operations, sales. Uh, it's just scaling the business in that sense. And and Gurdjian, as as Marnix just mentioned, is is a big big inspiration for us and and a, a trusted advisor that helps us scale it to the next level. Um, and we're always looking at new opportunities to do it even faster. And yeah, uh, Mark sort of hinted at that. So. Every time we run into a big problem, he just chuckles and, uh, well, that's nothing. Because, yeah, he used to run like a 200 uh, people uh, department for KPN. It's a Dutch telecom provider. So, yeah, all problems we face, it's, it's nothing and uh, just go on. And he's helping us uh, uh, doing that skill process. And, yeah, it feels great to have someone like that uh, coaching you and, uh uh, being always uh, available, and uh, yeah, the other uh, members of the core team are are Pim and and Chase, and uh, 
yeah, Pim, I don't know if you've seen his videos. That is really his, his thing. So creating those short promo videos and short medium uh, uh, articles. Yes. And yeah, that really mm -hmm. made us. And uh, yeah, Shays is like the, the genius who wants to stay yeah, behind uh, the curtains. Is that the phrase? <laughs> we have yeah. one of those as well. Yep, <laughs> yes. yep, indeed. And uh, you, yeah, you cannot do without them, but uh, not, not the ones you send to customers. But uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh but but yeah without them we couldn't have done it uh, as well and uh so th th that is really the core team and the others uh yeah they're doing great but they need uh support and they need uh more help from from yeah and there i go again so thanks josh <laughs> yeah. well, well, we team. sound similar we sound similar it's okay, like cool. yeah. we we've been around uh what we launched last april yeah, uh, we have a, a small core team that wears many hats. We're looking to expand and grow, and we have the same on our own, the same marketing challenges, strategy and marketing, and trying to take a hat off and yep. let someone else do a better okay. job than you at it. You yeah, always yeah. want to find someone better than you, not manage them, that but like take it to the next level. And it's like yeah. we have the same yeah. issue. But I, I will just tell you guys, if you look at what we just showed, all you have to really do is do more of this Rolex like marketing that you just did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's it, it. One of the things is it's it's doing a lot of activity, and like we post 20, 30, 40 times a day on different platforms, and yeah. it's there's one side that's a lot of activity, and there's another side that like drives a lot of interaction and a lot of like third parties talking about what you're doing. What you guys just did was the biggest thing you've ever done that we've measured. Yeah, so, super cool. So just yeah. So if you just think about that with your strategy, there's a lot more you can do. Yep, it's and, a, and it's also, uh, uh, yeah, Gratmeter, how do you say that, Joshua? Oh, uh, uh, oh, that's actually an interesting word. It's uh, it's a, like sort of like a key performance indicator, I think. Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah. when we test something, test in the in the crypto market, and you see the reaction, then you know, hey, maybe this could land in the, in the real world as well. Because uh, that, of course, is always for us uh, a bit difficult. Uh, Joshua also said, yeah, crypto still has that, sometimes negative association and and now you see with nft that that's almost all gone um and uh yeah that is why i really believe this will be our next uh yeah big step and um it will bring our core uh, service uh, to another level uh i don't think we will produce like uh great volumes of nfts but but the use cases around that will produce a lot of validated documents, and uh, yeah, that is still where we uh, make a living off. Uh, so yeah, and especially when it comes to to stock certificates and the potential of that, uh, yeah, it won't produce a lot of NFTs for stock, but uh, there's a lot of documents around that process. And uh, with Firm Twenty Four, uh, that company we're doing it with, uh, yeah, there's such expert in. Uh, building a business online. Uh, you can start uh, a business here in the Netherlands online with their service. And uh, yeah, having all those documents and all those steps validated and then made verifiable. Yeah, very interesting. How does that process look like? I mean, what are what's some of the language that you're using when you're talking to some of these more corporate companies? I mean, are you using NFTs? Are you saying verification? Are you using blockchain? What is yeah, that? Great question. Yeah. Yeah. What does that sound like? Yeah. Um, it depends on on the target group, because uh, uh, yeah, sometimes they are like 50, 60 year old uh, CEOs, so you have to be be careful with introducing a lot of terms. But uh, 
uh, yeah, a lot of them, uh, especially in our network, uh, have been working with a long time, CFCMS Law. Uh, I just got off the phone with, with Katja, a partner uh, there, and she's really into it. And yeah, uh, nothing new. Uh, what I say is nothing new to her. And uh, But legally, uh, there's a lot new uh, what they know that we don't know. And uh, so when we introduce those new use cases, you rather see a lot of bears on the road. Is that a, a phrase in the UK? Of, in, in, uh, yes? I don't think so. A lot of oh, okay. bears on the road? Bears on the I road. Mean, like yep. you got yep. a bear on the road. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, dodge him or face him. You might say a lot of deer on the road here. I'm not sure okay. what we would use. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> in crypto, I think it's, it could be a new one. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't want bears on the road, but you don't yeah. want bulls either. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, that really helps us to sparring with them and we really build a relationship with them. And first time we went there was before COVID, like super classy, beautiful hotel building. But yeah, it's a law firm and we were quite intimidated. But now, yeah, we can call them and, and ask them anything. And uh, that really helps. And, and the same for IBM. When we first got there, we were intimidated and uh, we thought, yeah, geez, this IBM are big chance. And now yeah, they're just people and they just want to do cool stuff as well. And, and when we deliver a, a, a short promo movie, it reflects on them. They share it on LinkedIn, more exposure and, 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 and easier for next uh, customers to, to, to convince them. Hey, IBM is doing this, so you can do it too. And uh, CMS Law is backing us legally, so don't worry about that part. And yeah, it, it makes our life so easy. I think, and most importantly, is that we focus on the added value. So, what can we, what can we actually solve for these big corporations? And I think um, when, you, when you look at the the more blockchain sided companies that have their own blockchain or have a more technical expertise, usually they talk they talk in tech jargon, um, and that's that's big, usually a bigger kind of problem for these bigger corporations because they simply don't understand it and it becomes scary or they become intimidated by it also we focus on what can we solve for you and what does it mean and yeah usually we explain them what blockchain is and what it means for their business and what it means for our business and then they kind of they think it's awesome when we get to it but uh, especially in the beginning we need to focus on the use case itself and uh, and what the business yep. uh, will do for it yep but before covid it was enough to just say yeah you'll be using blockchain tech to verify your documents but, but now after COVID, it needs an extra step and they really focus on the added value and uh, yeah, making their documents verifiable and uh, yeah, improving processes in that way. And uh, yeah, so it got more challenging, but it also were better use cases for us because in the beginning, we also have to admit done projects where there really wasn't an added value. It was just a cool innovation project for, for those customers. And uh, yeah, we really need to go for added value to really scale up as well and teach others to do the same trick uh, as well. So I'm, I'm curious on the, on the enterprise side, on the B2B side, are you seeing, so I could see there's like an innovation team that's sitting inside of a large organization that's trying to experiment and a lot of their output is like a, like a marketing video and saying, look at the neat thing we tried. Yep. Are you actually seeing That's real it. solid business use cases trying to be solved? And are you seeing budgets go up with yeah, on the enterprise most, side? Most definitely. So um, 
when you look at B2B, it can be from small companies to bigger enterprises. So when we talk about these innovation teams, it's almost always on the bigger side of the companies, right? So the, the ones yep. with more multi multinationals, bigger teams, whatever. Um, and their their budget is definitely going up. Um, and what we kind of notice it is, is that, well, it depends on the sector they're in due to Corona, but before Corona, so the last year or something, it has been going up because the economy has kind of been increasing and, and become better. So these companies are actually starting to invest in innovation in order to grow and scale their new business opportunities. Um, so, well, that's a nice <laughs> question. <laughs> Great question. Uh, <laughs> Um, and uh, um, so most definitely because what they discovered is that find innovation through these kinds of teams, then just invest in it by either buying this company or uh, scaling this specific use case with the company you know, as a partner, and you have a new business opportunity. Um, and especially in the Netherlands, uh, we, we've kind of discovered that bigger corporations are uh, getting more acquainted and more fond of using this kind of uh, growing their business this way. So that's a good question though. Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys find an internal champion? So you kind of get through the IBM and I, I think I saw one of the videos was air quality, which was yep. really interesting and, and yep. applicable to Southern California where John and I are sitting right now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, where well, yeah. we've got a lot of fires and we had, we had a really bad one uh, two days ago where the air quality is bad, but that, that aside a little bit, um, when you find these internal champions at these, at the larger corporations, do you find that some of these people are, are then going and purchasing the token and are kind of investigating crypto more and saying, okay, this is an interesting, you know, I'm, I'm now going and finding out that, oh, there's all these different things that I can buy. Cause it's really like you, we're all going public at the very beginning or are they just completely separate and that's not part of what they're even allowed to do. Yeah. yeah unfortunately that, that doesn't happen at all. So uh, we had companies finding out we had a token after like two years we were working together with them. Uh, so we really keep that in the background because of the, sorry again, uh, negative aspect uh, of, of crypto and they're right. just not understanding that space and they don't need to understand, in our opinion, that space because they just want their hashes being stored in one or several blockchains and making it verifiable. But but now with, with NFT, uh, it's starting to get there. And yeah, when people will have uh, their NFTs in trust wallets, uh, just mm. to prove that they uh, bought uh, a piece of art or a luxury object or a piece of stock. Uh, then, of course, that, that bridge is not so large uh, to, to take. So that will definitely be uh, a new thing for us and um, a, a better yeah, narrative, if you want to call it uh, that as well. Because uh, uh, verifying documents, uh, yeah, blockchain, but not crypto, but using NFT and storing it, yeah, then uh, it's of course a different uh, conversation. Um, it's in the name. Also, yep, and also now uh, with PayPal coming up uh, in January here in Europe, uh, yeah, it's getting more accepted. You have uh -oh. BNR Radio here, um, yeah. business radio network, and and every morning you have a short crypto podcast. So it's getting there and it's getting more accepted and getting more positive instead of negative. And of course, you have all these rich people looking for opportunities to, to put their money in. And yeah, Bitcoin is, is, is getting there uh, as a serious alternative for, for all the other ones. And uh, so, yeah, we, we see it more coming and being more accepted, but we don't uh, really uh, look it up 
uh, when we have a conversation with with a, with a corporate, uh, it could be uh, riskful to to start that conversation. So we just focus on on the added value. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. And so as as we're coming up to the hour, you know, let already. Like, so oh, we're, yeah. yeah, so I know I was like I could go wow. all another hour. Okay, um, wow. I know yeah, you guys I have to go, stop but, at six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just give us a quick, just a quick, you know. So where, where, where does this head? What is the vision? Where's the future? At least in the next, maybe we'll call it like six to eight months, because you know your yeah. your company's month is another company's year at this point. Yeah. Well, uh, we focus on Q4 now, and uh, so I have a lot of things coming up. But scaling up that uh, IBM project, uh, I have another call this Friday for doing a very cool pilot within the IBM building. Um, we have of course the nft cases so for luxury goods for company stocks super interesting together with firm 24 uh first we start with uh, uh making uh stock registers verifiable and then move from there to to nfts for a part of 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 a company of course the expansion uh oh yeah oh, oh forgot uh, sebastian won't be happy the wordproof uh partnership um, I don't know if you've seen that with uh, Sebastian van der Lans from WordProof, uh, an upcoming player. No, okay. well, you definitely need to. Uh, you don't need to do anything, but but look into it. Uh, I, I will. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, they uh, have plugins for WordPress and for all kinds of other CMS systems, and then they make um, web content and news articles verifiable. And they just did uh, a partnership uh, with Yoast, an SEO uh, optimization uh, yeah. company. And uh, when things will go as they want it to go, using their tech will get you uh, ranked higher into Google. So that will be the incentive to use their tech. And uh, yeah, the question will be, why are you not protecting your uh, website with blockchain tech why don't you make your uh, pages and your uh, website history verifiable uh, so yeah that partnership uh, humongous potential as well it's really um, interesting yeah what, what more the hardware deal. project yeah that, that's really it's it's bigger than us i think and uh yeah he has such a drive so yeah, i could be very well, wrong but i don't think so i think he will move up uh, really quick I've got a lot of experience with very large enterprise content management systems and, and a big okay, key cool. selling point yeah. of what they say is that it's legally compliant. And so you can look back the change history, you can look at all of that stuff, but yeah. it's still yeah. hidden within their own system if you can even yeah. find it. Right. But yep. to, to push that onto a blockchain is huge. That's really a, a good yep. idea. Yeah, and, okay. and seeing like, uh, uh, yeah, a time capsule of, of all the, the edits and, um, if you do that, you get ranked higher, so you get rewarded when you're transparent. So we're back to the beginning now. Uh, that, right. of course, is, is, is the big deal. And, and for us, it will be making documents verifiable, physical products verifiable, and for them, it will be making content of web pages verifiable and, and, and uh, website uh, owners verifiable. So, so super awesome. cool. Uh, we got a hardware project coming up uh, end November. And... Uh, yeah, the biggest validator uh, for us uh, till date. So yeah, T too much. And uh, yeah, well, we, we have Joshua protecting me for not getting a burnout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, see, my focus will be especially on uh, on on getting our our business internally uh, 
and all the sales and marketing processes uh, up running uh, uh, successfully or even even more successful so that Marnix can uh, take a breather sometimes. <laughs> yep. And, and you guys, so a bit more about you and Lunacrush. What do you want from projects like us and how, how can we help to, yeah, to help each other? Well, you're doing it right now uh, okay. by being transparent and coming on to, to shows like this and talking to people about the roadmap and your passion and kind of putting your faces out there. I think in our space, you know, we're kind of graduating to this next level of, you know, more legitimate businesses operating in the space with people that have enterprise experience like yourselves. And it's, I think it's like you're saying, it's people that are kind of validating the space more that yep. and, and showcasing the UK use cases that really matter and it do have a serious effect on consumers and kind of snuffing out the middleman a little bit and creating value. And so um, I think it's it's keep pushing down those paths and keep staying transparent and keep your community passionate, which it looks like they they are. Yep, yeah, they're great. It's, it. it's insane. I, I I could have never never predicted that. I mean, yeah, you, you start a a project, and and just a business, and now you have like a community with fans, and that's yeah, it's it's awesome. And it's a big responsibility as well. But yeah, a crazy space, and you cannot explain that to a normal world like. <laughs> the whole community behind you uh, it's very you, different it's not just yeah. a community though there these are like actually passionate people that see yep. added value in your use case and they want to help so much so especially yep. what, what, what yep. just that, yeah it's, so it's so much appreciated and and we cannot say uh i, I just cannot iterate enough that we think we, we couldn't have done it without this community so keep it up guys and <laughs> thank you so much for everything um, yeah, and I think Lunafresh is also naming it community-wise. So you yeah, see thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah. And and maybe even look into WordProof in that way. Because, uh, yeah, making your stats, uh, you were just showing, making them verifiable and proof you you haven't been tempering them afterwards. Yeah, could be added value. And, and uh, websites clicks, uh, if you're using banners on your platform and sites, uh, yeah, there are all possibilities there. And... Uh, Oh well, there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely we'll definitely check it out, and we'll we'll have to do this again. But yep. but Joshua Marnix, you guys, thank you so much, John. As always, uh, we'll chat for a second with you guys backstage. But thank you so much, yep, and cool. thank you everyone for listening. This is awesome.